0: Tell you an interesting factoid if you hadn't already seen this. July the third was the hottest day in history, globally everywhere. It's never been this hot before, uh, not in the colder climates, the warmer climates. I mean, we know we we were toasty, but the sun was shining every place. So there can't be a better time to be talking about a solar car. Now that's that's something novel. Actually, it's not that novel because if you've kept up with the solar car challenge that began here with Dr. Lehman Marks and the Winston School 30 years ago, you know, it's just grown like crazy. And they're getting ready to do it again. Dr. Marks joins us right now. It's good to have you with us.
1: Thank you very much. It's good to be here. This is our 27th national high school solar car competition. We're excited about that because the COVID years caused us to have to stay in the North Texas area. This summer we're going to actually go cross-country between Fort Worth to Palmdale, California. 1,400 miles.
0: That's a that's a staggering. And also, I mean, it's at a time when the sun's going to be up probably the whole time through the desert southwest, but it's also going to be hot as blazes. I guess you haven't found a way to put air conditioning in these cars by any chance, have you? Most of them don't, but we
1: found one or two teams that are taking the luxury of having a small, portable air conditioner in there. I'm not so sure how it's going to work. We're always concerned that the weight of the air conditioner is going to cause the car to be less efficient, so they may not get as many miles down the road. But they'll be cooler whenever they get there.
0: You know, I, I know, I mean, the whole idea was to, when you were in Winston, in starting this thing before it just sort of grew like topsy, was to sort of get people interested, get kids interested in STEM, science. They didn't call it STEM then, but science, technology, engineering, and math. There's not a better way to do it than, than working on a project like this. But I would think that this has taken on renewed importance with uh, with more and more people getting interested in renewable energy.
1: You're right, actually. Uh, You're right on the point. One of the things that we wanted to do was to try to find a way for kids to take the learning in the classroom and put it into some kind of project based learning. And that's how we sort of involved the uh, University of North Texas. They were building a solar car. I had some high school kids who saw it, and they were so excited about it that we had to do something. And they said, Doc, can't we please build a solar car? My wife kissed me. That was the worst answer I ever gave the kids in my life. And I said, yes, we'll build a solar car because nobody was doing this at the time. But we wanted to do it, and I saw the potential of getting the kids involved in it. Oh, alone, yeah. then our significance of what we're doing and its relevance has just gone crazy, particularly in the last three or four years as electric vehicles have come on big way. So we've been building electric vehicles for the last 30 years, powering them by the sun. So now we're doing the really appropriate thing. Actually, the heat is pretty bad for the kids, but they have forced air ventilation in their cars. Uh, They rotate um, out so that uh, they don't stay in the driver's position for too long. Uh, And it's not so bad because you're moving. Uh, It's almost better than when you're out of the track. Here at the Speedway, we had temperatures out there approaching 115 heat index.
0: You you need to run them on heat instead of sun, probably. So, I mean, this thing has just grown like crazy. And and I know now you're retired from Winston and you're running the, the solar car challenge of this whole program completely. But last I saw you were in close to 40 states, Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Bahamas, Spain, Singapore, and I know many years ago you dragged our Mike Rogers down to Australia for for, what, for the solar car challenge. Is that still going on down there?
1: Oh yes, they're having their big event in October. World Solar Challenge is the is the granddaddy of all solar races. Started in 1987, uh, they've got some great people down there who have really led the way in this, and they're doing the forefront in the construction of the cutting-edge solar cars. We're not so much building the cutting-edge solar cars. We're building the engineers. We're helping teach the kids. That's what we're doing. That's our focus. We're building engineers and scientists. And even if you don't go into those two professions, what you learn from our project is how to work together as a team, how to be committed to a program, the dedication it takes to do something long-term, and I like to think that when they learn from their successes, they learn even more from their failures and being able to pick themselves back up and go forward.
0: So do you hear from any of these? I mean, you've been doing this for 30 years, over 30 years now. So do you hear from any of these kids? What Have they, have they gone on? Oh, yeah. In some cases, oh, yes. gone on to be scientists? Absolutely.
1: We're actually having a Winston Solar Car team reunion during this upcoming event where I've got kids coming back from the 1990 team. And I'm going to take them and show them to all the new kids and say, hey, guys, you're just finishing high school. Look at what you're going to look like 30 years from now, how they are involved in engineering, in science, in business, in home building. And all of them go back and point to look at what we learned in solar and we've carried that forward into life. That That's the, the message here.
0: So tell me about the evolution of, of construction of the vehicles themselves. I mean, aside from the kids, but technology must have helped this endeavor over the last thirty years. Oh,
1: it did! It did. We were dealing with some really scrappy-looking pieces of solar cells thirty years ago. They they had almost no um, no significance when we relate them to the great solar cells today. But uh, we have seen things evolve. the The type of motors have evolved. The type of batteries whereas we used to be limited to just lead-acid batteries. Now it's lithium batteries or lithium-ion phosphate technology. Um, We've got solar cells now that are going up 24%, 26% efficiency, uh, available to these kids at a reasonable enough price that they can buy them. That's huge. So technologically, we are moving down the road. We have solar cars that can sustain on a regular basis 60 miles per hour. What, really? Wait a minute. 60 miles an hour? 60 miles an hour. We have two or three that'll do that. Now, that's the teams that have been around for four or five years. They bootstrap themselves up. This is like the Greenville team. They've got a great team there. The uh, Raysback Aviation Team out of Washington State uh, has a car like that. The Colleyville Christian Cougars over there have a car can do this kind of thing. But they've... Sort of move themselves up over a period of time, uh, improving themselves, and that's how most teams operate. They start off in lesser costly experiments, and then they add more money to it, and show that they're able to do something, get more sponsors, and they can buy better solar cells, better motors, and that's why they can get up to.
0: Well, no, and- wait. If you if you come in, they can weather go sixty miles an hour, it and, and, and I guess has a storage battery this could become a real car i mean is there oh, okay. I mean, is absolutely. there a chance of a of a of a solar car for real i mean this is this is a great exercise teaches kids a lot but i'm saying something that would uh, that would actually be marketable
1: that's absolutely right there's a company out of california called aptra that has a solar powered car now and they're getting ready to hit the market within the next several months and i think that you're going to see a whole difference in um, as as people look at what's driving on the road. We know we've got hybrids, we know we have electrics, but wouldn't it be great to not have to stop and charge your car because the sun's charging it as it goes down the road?
0: Well, or a great way to exploit global warming in El Nino that seems to be sending a sun with greater frequency and for longer periods.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we've got a lot to look forward to. I can't wait to see what develops over the next five years. All right, going so to... so you
0: kick this thing off on July 16th, and they're going to end up in California, and, and you leave from, from uh, where is it, the track in, in Fort Worth? Uh,
1: no, uh, we moved down the road a little bit west on Texas 114 to the Northwest ISD Administration Building. Uh, they have a good facility, good parking lots there. We use their parking lot to start and organize uh, the cars, because they travel in convoys, and it'll start at nine o'clock on Sunday, July the 16th. They have a traffic light there, so that allows the teams to successfully and safely get onto to Texas 114, and we go the first day to Snyder, Texas, next day to Carlsbad, next day in El Paso. We'll be in El Paso an extra day to do a big display for the community. We're presenting an award to the mayor of El Paso who's going to come out and going to have a mariachi festival. Then we go on to Phoenix and to Wickenburg and 29 Palms, California, and end up Sunday the 23rd in Palmdale, that's, ending up at Edwards Air Force Base at NASA Site 9.
0: That, now that's assuming clear weather all the way, right? If you get a couple of, <laughs> couple of cloudy days. This is fabulous. It's the Solar Car Challenge, and uh takes off from here on July 16th. and. The founder is Dr. Lehman Marks, who was our guest today. It's good to have you with us. Wish you a lot of luck and good sun.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We hope to have that.
0: Thanks a lot. For more of a conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080, KRLD.